Do you want to clap? It's sure. One. Two, three. Are you going to bark all day? This is a tasty burger. I am just a figment of your imagination. Here's Johnny. You are a sad, strange little man. These guys are that. Hello and welcome, you're listening to the Popcorn Bucket Podcast with Ben and Rob. This is a regular look at the wonderful world of films, film franchises and film nonsense. This is a monthly pick and mix episode in which we look at the concession standard film and choose from the selection of film trailers and film news for the month. This time we're looking at February 2024, a leap year month, and the popcorn flavour is... Honey and lemon, because I've been ill. Oh nice, I like a honey and lemon. I mean, sorry you've been ill again. <laughs> yes. I'm I'm still from the last recording, but yeah, it, it is nice. It is comforting. And I reckon with the right sort of, you know, measurements and everything, you could actually make some honey and lemon popcorn actually quite nice. But so that's that's the flavour, because I haven't been able to like taste pretty much anything else for a bit. I never said you had taste anyway. Thanks, Rob. No worries. So, how's your February been? Uh, okay, I went to the cinema. Yeah, what did you see? Did I go twice? I went twice, yes. I saw Migration and I saw Wish. Oh, which is the better of the two? Uh, probably Migration, because it was quite different. Wish was kind of Disney's, I, I guess, attempt at, not attempt, because it's uh, the, the 100th anniversary, so it was shown as their kind of, not not culmination, but it was like a story that was, it was meant to be the power behind the Wish Upon a Star thing. I liked the animation for this. It was quite, it, it was almost like 3D hand-drawn. So the backgrounds were all looked to be in a sort of the style of the older Disney films like Cinderella, Snow White, that sort of thing. And the characters were sort of computer generated, but they did almost have like a sort of an older style animation, not like the not like Moana or Frozen, where it's more cartoony animation. A bit like Spider-Verse. Background wise, I but possibly not as hand no, so Spider-Verse looks almost more hand drawn than and comic in this. Mm. The characters looked 3d but it was almost it, it wasn't like the sort of the because i'd say that moana and frozen and encanto all have quite a similar style yes whereas this felt like a 3d version of the the characters like a, a 3d version of the cinderellas the snow whites the robin hoods okay. which, is, which is impressive there are a few nods to disney so it, it, it was fine it's it, it, yeah it, it was decent i'd say the songs weren't really anything to write home about it, it was a good film. It, it's it's not up there with Moana, the Frozen, the first Frozen, the Encanto, or all, all the Pixar stuff. It was all right. And then Migration was a lot of fun. That was about a family of ducks who decide to go to migrate for the first time. And they get stuck in a city and pursued by a chef who wants to cook them a la range. Yeah, I've seen that trailer a lot. That has been in front of a lot of things that I've seen. And uh, it was a very unfunny trailer, unfortunately. It, yeah, it's a, it, 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 it was a nice film. It passed the time. I had some fun with it. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> it passed the time. Brilliant. I'd like to have David Mitchell's agent because he got quite high billing for about four lines of dialogue. Mm, wow. What is he in that? He's a, a goose who is like in charge of some sort of like, he's like a yoga guru goose. Okay. That, that was all right. Finally saw the Marvels as well, which I enjoyed. Mm. Yeah, nowhere near as bad as people have been saying, right? I didn't think it was going to be, but no, I, I enjoyed it. Ms. Yeah, Marvel. Pilani is definitely the, yeah, the MVP. Absolutely, she? yes, I was going to say, yes. Yeah. No, she's she's something else. 
I, I love the bit in the models. I haven't rewatched really that actually. I'm, I'm waiting until I get the, the Blu-ray, Blu-ray physical media. But I love the bit where she kind of realizes that she's kind of hero worshipped Captain Marvel a little too much and hmm. didn't give her room to be an actual person. Like I love that. I love that as a thing. I, it makes sense for her character being like a millennial and yeah. all that and being more in touch with feelings. I, I think she. I think she's very much Gen X. I think millennials. Oh, Gen are X, older. even. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Gen X, that's what I meant. That sort of more aware of feelings and mental health and things like that. Mm. And, you know, it's just it's just nice. And it feels it feels genuine. No, I, I really liked it. And uh, I thought the, the Flurkin scene set to... Uh, Memories was fantastic. Fucking great, yeah. Really, really good. I also liked the... I think probably the bit that made me laugh out loud was when they're sort of switching in powers and falling to earth and there's a bit where Samuel Jackson, Nick, Nick Fury is going, oh no, and then, oh no, it's just Carol. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then the other film I saw this month, uh, last month, February, that I really enjoyed, um, I guess at the other end of the scale, was Society of the Snow. Oh, I, no, I, didn't, I, didn't, I haven't seen that. Is that good? Yes, very, very good. It's on Netflix. It's directed by uh, Jay Bayona. Oh, yeah, the one who directed that Jurassic World movie. Yes, uh, it's Jurassic yeah. World 2. Yeah. And it is based on the the Uruguayan rugby team's uh, crash in 1972, where a, a team crashed over the Andes, and, and uh, not, not just the team, but there was a rugby trip that crashed flying over the Andes in October 1972, and they survived, or some of them survived for... Uh, I can't remember how many days, but it was, it's a, it's a sort of interesting, it's a, so it's, it, it's based on a true story. Um, it was also made into it that, you know, it was Alive was a film, I think in the 90s. Yeah. Yeah. And this is, I think this has been made more with the family's sort of, um, and, and survivors uh, sort of agreement. So it, yeah, it, a, 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 a ridiculously of the sort of uh, dramatised. Yeah. And it's, so, it's a, it's a very moving film. It's a, in some ways, it's a very hopeful film. It's a very that th- there's a bit where there's just endless avalanches, and it's a very you know, stressful film. We sort of talked about changing trends in filmmaking before, but often with sort of real life films, there's still a villain of a, of a, which you know, considering these are real people. Whereas mm. I think these days there is, and, and in this, there's absolutely no bad guys there's no one that's at fault there's no you know it's not like a careless pilot is there's nobody there sort of trying to undermine the other survivors it's just well all... you know it was a it was a corpo swat who was cutting corners yeah and, there's, there's and, absolutely... and you know no safety protocols because they were saving money and... yeah <laughs> yeah no there's, there's absolutely... scar in the mouth yeah, oh there's, there's... well that's a shame i don't want to see it now there's absolutely nothing like that it's just it's, it's all very very human and so the 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 I guess the central point of the film and and of the survival story is they they have had no food, so they had to make the obviously the incredibly difficult and terrible decision to to, to eat what was left of the of the people who didn't survive the the plane crash. Yeah, and it's again there's no there's there's no kind of you've got people wrestling with their faith because they're all very Catholic and you've got some people who, you, you know, are resigned to it and some people who hold out for as long as they can. But there's no, there's nobody like sort of egging them on. There's nobody uh, cascading them for, for doing it. And you can sort of see why people are choosing it. You can see why people are choosing not to. So I think it's all about, it's very sensitive. 
it's a very sensitive telling and it's, it's, it's a very good story the score is, is brilliant the score is uh, I was watching and thinking it, 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 a lot of it sounds quite like Lost and, and yeah uh, Michael Cicchino does do the score and there are no puns in his soundtrack list yeah I think that would be slightly disrespectful wouldn't it yeah but it's it, it, it's it's by no means a you know cheerful Saturday night film but it's a very very good film hmm yeah that's awesome I, I will watch it I will watch it. Did you, you mentioned that you were going to see Madam Web, but then obviously you've been struck down with a cold. So did you see Madam Web? Uh, yeah. Did no. You? Oh, okay. No. No, I didn't. Okay, that was my question about that. Have you seen anything else this month? Have I seen anything? I I saw a couple of things. I've got I've got some recommendations. This is normally we normally do the recommendations and observations at the end, but well, I guess this is slightly film reviews, so maybe. Yeah. I saw A Beautiful Day in the Neighbourhood, which oh. is the, the Tom Hanks, Mr. Rogers yes. uh, thing. Very good. I enjoyed it. It, it, wasn't, it wasn't what I expected, because I'd seen Won't You Be My Neighbour, which is the, the documentary about Mr. Rogers and Mr. Rogers' neighbourhood. And, and we didn't, in the UK, we didn't get the whole Mr. Rogers no. thing. Not that we had it and we didn't understand it. It's just, you know, it's, it wasn't it's very... Yeah, it's a very American thing. We had Bill Nye the Science Guy, but yeah, that yeah, that was later on. It's like we didn't have Bob Ross either. No, and and Fred Rogers and Bob Ross seem to be just like cut from the same sort of cloth in the way that they just seem like impossibly wholesome people. Wool. And I mean, and that's kind of what a Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood is is about. is is based on the true story of a journalist interviewing Fred Rogers and he was initially he was an investigative journalist but he was going to he was just asked to do a puff piece like 400 words about Mr Rogers and he kind of balked at the the assignment but then as he interviewed him and everything he just found the dude incredibly just fascinating and he was initially like going the idea that he was not necessarily going to expose Mr Rogers or anything but like talk about the actual one but he he found him like impossibly gentle and kind and everything and he's just like everything he's been portrayed to be and you know it's fictionalized uh to to you know it's not even the same journalist name or whatever and mm. they've the idea is that it's kind of framed like an episode of mr rogers's neighborhood so you open with mr rogers coming into the house and then showing a picture board and and like opening one of the windows and it's it's lloyd played by uh, matthew reese and and he talks about his friend Lloyd and how he's hurt both physically, he's been in a fight, and emotionally and, and you know, all that stuff. And it does a cool thing of, of presenting it. You know, you've, you've seen the intro to Mr. Rogers' Neighbourhood, I assume. I don't think so. It's just, you know, like a standard, like, model town type thing with, you know, toy cars and things moving and you've got a train track and whatever. But... What the film does is to show Lloyd flying from New York to Pittsburgh in the style of the intro of Mr. Rogers' Neighbourhood. Mm. So the little toy plane taking off and New York being a thing. It's a lot weirder than I initially thought. And it it has Mr. Rogers as, like, the fixed point. Like, it's mostly about Lloyd Vogel, the, the, the journalist, uh, which, which, as I said, isn't his real name, but... It is based on 
Ah, uh, shit, I can't remember the name of the actual journalist. But he, the the piece he did for Esquire magazine is still, like, you can read it, and it just ended up being this, like, 10,000-word ridiculous thing about how much meeting Fred, Fred Rogers, like, was insane to him and, and like, just changed his perception of the man and, and what he kind of built. And so, yeah, Mr. Rogers being, like, this fixed point, whereas... Lloyd changes around him is really cool, and it's a it's a barnstorming performance by Tom Hanks. I mean, it really is. It's it's just like he inhabits that sort of gentle kind of thing. It's 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 not just an impression of the man. He gets to the he gets to the sort of the core of Fred Rogers, I think. And yeah, it's really really good. I and I was kind of like softly crying through lots of it. Um, you know, just, just, I mean, I was ill as well, which, and, and in the house alone. So it was already like a recipe to kind of get me a bit emotional, but, but it, it was kind of like nice. It was, it was nice to have that sort of thing because Fred Rogers just seemed like a genuine, genuine dude. And he had some very, very forward thinking ideas about relating to children. And, you know, he had an interest in child psychology and he just had a unique way of talking to children. And that's what came across in his show. Like he and he wouldn't shy away from dark topics like death or divorce or, you know, anything. He he felt children could handle it. And, you know, and he had a very, very unique and interesting way while he had, you know, kind of all these visitors coming in. And he famously uh, was sharing a a like paddling pool, like washing his feet with a, a black neighbor, hmm. which was, which was, you know, kind of controversial at the time, you know, just, just like the dude seemed too good to be true. And it turns out he was just, just that person. And uh, you can see why they would make a film about him. Uh, the documentary is also well worth a watch, but uh, a beautiful day in the neighborhood is, is great. It's a really, really good movie. I enjoyed it thoroughly, so that is a recommendation. I have a video game recommendation as well. Oh, and also, I also I've been watching random stuff on Amazon because I've been taking advantage of the list where it's just like leaving Prime soon. So I just I let that sort of I pick from the random selection of shit that's leaving. So a lot of the things I guess Amazon's kind of like license with WWE films has been ending. So I've been I've I've watched a lot of director video action as one starring Stone Cold Steve Austin, Hunt to Kill. That was ridiculous in the sort of best possible way. Don't watch unless you're a hardcore Stone Cold fan. And Vendessa, which is Dean Kane and The Big Show. And that's not particularly good either. But if you like your your sort of grotty action movies and you know, like real kind of low rent B movie type stuff, you could do worse. But you probably could definitely do better. <laughs> <laughs> Dean Kane's not allowed to be anybody's favorite Superman anymore, apparently. No, no, and and it's annoying because like he's still he's quite. I mean, even though he's playing like uh, someone who's you know kind of lost his way, he's a he's a cop that that intentionally gets himself arrested to enact bloody violence and revenge. Um, it, it's it's is a shame because I look at him and I do still see Superman, yeah. but then he's just he's just a prick. So yeah, that I was thinking that because he because he's still there and he's still like a handsome guy and he's still like charming in his own way. And and I look at him like oh that was that's my Superman, but he's not my Superman. 
He's not. And I watched Gladiator. What, the Russell Crowe thing? No, 1992's Gladiator, which is uh, like an underground boxing movie. And it's got Cuba Gooding Jr. in it. But it's it's like Rocky. But yeah, it's actually it's actually surprisingly good. And Brian Dennehy's in it, and he's a prick. I don't know if the real guy was a prick, but he was very good at playing pricks. And uh, yeah, really actually enjoyed it. Gladiator, 1992, check it out. It's got... Oh, an actor I can't remember the name of. He was in Twin Peaks. He's like a cross between Ivan Drago and Freddie Prince Jr. But it's actually worth a watch. I I enjoyed it. it. It's yeah, this sort of underground boxing thing. It's like there are no rules, and you know you have to fight dirty sometimes. And Brian Dennehy is the the sort of corrupt boxing commissioner who is just making money off these people, and he's he's a he's a complete bastard. And it is yeah, surprisingly good. That's a recommendation as well. But yes, quickly, video game recommendation. Rollerdrome. I would recommend this. This happened to be one of the free games uh, on PlayStation Plus this month. And I'd been waiting for it for a while. I think I kind of, it seemed like one of those games that would be given for free. Uh, I don't know why I thought that, but I was proven right. But it's kind of got a lot of my sort of favorite things in it. I really like... Uh, the 1970 film, 1970s film Rollerball. Have you seen Rollerball? With no, James Caan? No. I, uh, I've seen a film about Roller Derby with uh, Whip Elliot it. Page. Whip it, that was it. Yeah, no. no? Nothing to do with that. Okay. Rollerball is, is a, is a uh, science fiction thing where it's a very violent game and, and James Caan plays... Uh, plays a, a one of the superstars of the sport and it's very 70s sci-fi it's got really a real sense of foreboding but it's like as Jonathan E I think his his name is like as he's going through the the whole thing he he's kind of seeing the corruption of the sports and seeing you know even though it's incredibly violent anyway but more people are dying there's more like shady deals being made and whatever it's a very very good film and uh, they remade it in the early 2000s. John McTiernan, fucking John Diehard McTiernan, did a reboot, and it was awful. And there's also The Running Man, which it kind of... It, it, so Rollerdrome does really have Rollerball as, like, the main sort of influence, but, uh, but it does have a bit of The Running Man in there as well. Have you seen The Running Man? No. Oh, please check out The Running Man with Arnie. It's great. And Edgar Wright's doing a new version of it. So, based on a Stephen King book. Stephen King writing as Richard Bachman, his, his sci-fi pseudonym. So, Rollerdrome is a third-person kind of... It's The graphical style is sort of... The best way I can describe it is, like, you know those sort of, like, instructional booklets from the 1970s or whatever with the, the sort of... The, the, the people and the colours, the sort of flat colours and, and whatever. It's kind of like a video game version of that it, it it's got the sort of thick black lines and whatever it does look like it it's come from an instructional booklet uh intentionally so i mean it, it is cool and the actual sort of gameplay you have guns you have you have two pistols you have a shotgun uh eventually you get a rail gun and a grenade launcher and you are someone in a jumpsuit on roller skates and you have to do tricks you have to it's it's like tony hawk it plays like Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, but you do tricks and whatever to gain ammo back. All your guns share the same pool of ammo, but 
you have to then fight the people who are in there. So you got people who just have like spiked bats, but then you have people who have like big fucking guns and you have people who are laying like mines and stuff and you know you just have to you just have to kind of do it. it you have to get past them as well as do tricks and sort of get points and then you just have to kill everyone in the arena eventually and uh it's got some cool like story stuff it, it basically just lifts a lot from rollable in terms of the corruption of the sport and how they're pushing things for ratings and things like that but it's a well done kind of thing there, there are a couple of first person moments where you are just going around the locker room sort of learning about you don't actually see any of your fellow competitors but you kind of get to know them via the sort of radio broadcasts some of the some of the press and and some of the sort of notes in the executive offices and things like that yeah it's really fun it gets fucking hard at points it's it's there are there are some insane difficulty spikes um i'm not the best at video games ever but i i think in general i'm not bad and some of the the actual kind of things that the way they sort of have all these different types of enemies and you're constantly dodging and you have to grind a rail and you have to do this and you have to do that and grab a shotgun shoot that guy oh that guy's impervious to fucking shotguns that whole thing gets a little much at times but it's a very very good game and it's got a dope ass soundtrack and what i really like is that i struggled through the regular campaign completed the campaign and then you unlock a different version of the campaign called out for blood where you have the same levels but it's remixed so you have all the guns available to you from the start harder enemies but an entire remix soundtrack as well which is a very very cool thing so while i'm i can't see me actually like getting through the out for blood uh thing because it is ridiculously hard and i i'm just not that great at it it is a very very cool game and I recommend people check it out. So, yeah. Okay. Well, if we're doing... I mean, because I was just talking about films at the beginning, I wasn't necessarily going into the observation recommendations. Well, section, well I just but, thought, but, since we, we just seem to be top-heavy with the, the, the observations and recommendations, I thought, why not mix it up? Why be a slave to the formula? So, in that case, the thing I would observe slash recommend this month is a book that I should have read two years ago because I saw everyone making a fuss of it and I just managed to pick it up, but I think it was always out of print and then I forgot about it. And then I picked it at the end of last year, 2023, and I've read it this month. And I really, really enjoyed it. And I feel I'm probably a bit late to the party, but it's called Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow by Gabrielle Ziven. Don't think I've heard of it. So the cover is The Great Wave of uh, Kanagawa by Hukusai is the artist, or was the artist. It's about, weirdly, I thought it was about time travel, or I thought it was a sci-fi book, and I was, I was speaking to someone else about it, and, and they thought it was the same, but it's not. It's about two people called Sadie Green and Sam Azur, who are childhood friends who make video games from the 90s pretty much up to the present day. And so it's this sort of decade-long story of their, of their friendship and the sort of the making different video games. And... It's amazing. I've, it's, I've, I've read it really quickly. It's, I don't tend to read much fiction these days. I do tend to read sort of mainly uh, sort of fact books and history books on, or books about nature. Yeah, so this is the first fiction book in a while that I've read that I've not been able to put down. It's sort of, I'd, I'd start reading it and then boom, it's two hours later and it's nearly midnight. It's kind of a good book. Yeah, sure. absolutely. I, I really enjoyed it. I sort of meant to sort of, you know, save for another day or so, but I just 
plan through it. It's, it's a really good story. I thought about it for ages after. It is being made into a film, I believe, but um, or it's been optioned for, for for a film. But yeah, it's a it's a really really good story. I, I think you'd really like it, particularly as it's centered around video games. And I think the characters are a little bit older than us, so like sort of when they're starting getting into video games, they're it's sort of like a few years before we would have. But mm. there, there's a lot in there I think you'd like. Awesome. I'll check it out. Mm. Please do. Yeah, that sounds, that sounds really cool, actually. So there you go. We'll, we'll put the observations and recommendations in the bio, I think. In the, yeah, we should. Yeah, we should, we'll that, we, yeah. we should do that. Yeah. Better, like, we should be better with that because it is... Uh, yeah, we're taste makers, mate. Indeed. For a, a book that came out two years ago. Well, that's fine, but I love the fact that you were just like, "Oh, it's too late now," and it's just like it's a fucking book. It's like I'm gonna, I'm know. going to, I'm gonna isolate that, and then when you complain at the end of the year when I talk about books I've read, and you're like, "Well, they weren't released in this year." Yeah, I know, but that's because we do a, a, a end of year podcast and whatever. Like, you haven't got that's that's not the same. I'm gonna isolate you, not your audio <laughs> on the on the podcast. I'm just gonna isolate you from my life. Okay, so news and trailers. Yeah, let's do some trailers first. Okay, what do you got? Because because uh, we had the superb owl. Nice, and you said that last year, and I think the. Year I know, before. I know. I said it. I said it this time because you were annoyed that I beat you to the punch last year. Okay. <laughs> so I thought I'm going to beat Rob to the punch again this year to make the same hackney joke. What have we got? Quite a few things. Uh, we've got what is it? The most watched trailer ever. Uh, well. Possibly. Ah, well, but the point being is it's in contention for that sort of shit. But which is they a, a took into account the viewers of the Super Bowl, apparently. Oh, well, that's slightly... Well, I mean, a lot of people did watch it, including Swifties. Yeah. So, but, okay, either way, a lot of eyeballs have been on this trailer. It's Deadpool and Wolverine. Indeed. Yeah. What do you think? I think it looks very good. I think so too. It doesn't look like they fuck with the formula too much, and no. in in one way, but then in another way, it's like I feel it's like they've Deadpool just has opened the toy chest now and has got all yeah. the things. To it, play it looks with. like there's a lot more, uh, yeah, a lot more toys to play with. Although there's a, 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 a the trouble with everything sort of you know everyone tearing things apart the frame by frame the second it's done. There's a sort of character in that I thought was somebody from the most recent series of Loki. But it turns out it was Pyro from the X Men. Yeah, and yeah, the, yeah. the comments underneath that go, oh, you know, if they're showing that in the trailer, what, what, what think what they're hiding? So the trouble is, we have been there before with Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. I'm honestly sick of this because people will hype themselves up to yeah. an unreasonable degree about all these cameos and all these kind of things. To be fair, I think Deadpool probably has a better chance of doing that. Yes. Yeah. But, you know, like people saying, oh, Taylor Swift's going to turn up as Dazzler mm. and it's going to be just a huge big old party. Like all the people from the Fox superhero movies are going to come back and we're going to have this and that. We're going to have alternate versions of Wolverine and Deadpool. Ben Affleck and whatever. Daredevil. And... Yeah, like it's it's just like, okay, it's, it's fun to speculate, but yeah. let's not get carried away. Like there have been so many kind of like rumors and leaks and stuff from Deadpool. I... I just want it to be its own thing now, and I'm I'm going to be happy with what we get. I, yes, I feel like Multiverse of Madness got 
unfairly kind of like criticized for not living up to insane yeah no i'd agree with that i'd agree with that yeah yeah there's still people uh, expecting that to have tom cruise as iron man and 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 stuff. Well, people are still talking about that being in this yeah and it's just like i can see why and certainly it would make sense in in a deadpool thing because that's the kind of brilliance of deadpool is the fact that you can do the wackiest shit and get away with it because it's Deadpool. Yeah. But it's just like, just don't be disappointed again if that doesn't turn out to be the thing. I, I understand. It, it's cool being excited. I'm glad people are excited about a fucking superhero movie. But as you say, you can't but, have unrealistic expectations. Yeah, exactly. And then and then hate it for not being mm. the thing that you had in your head. It's just kind of like, I'm I'm expecting, I'm, I'm not expecting anything outside of a... a body thing with Deadpool and Wolverine. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. it it did seem, you know, I've I've seen the sort of trailer breakdowns like everyone else and you know all the all the sort of MCU references and and little things kind of hiding off frame and shit like that like you know, I mean people have inferred the the actual plot from the whole thing. I like the fact the TVA is involved. That feels that feels legit. Mm. And you know, so so you have that and just the the thing where He's in like a junkyard, and there's like Captain America's motorcycle. There's Moon Knight's cupcake truck, and you know things like that. Like there are going to be references up the wazoo because that's what you do when you're fourth wall breaking. But mm. yes, let's let's not get carried away with the expectations. Yeah. I I, yeah, I then, just then people, to be funny. people get cross to the film that's not you, you know yeah. for not leaving up to their expectations that were unrealistically high. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I mean, Deadpool will get away with it because people love Deadpool. Hmm. So you know, if it was She-Hulk doing it, then then they would hate it for you know. Oh, that, that said, uh, talking about ridiculous discourse with, with this was people were sort of you know there's a bit I think in the trailer where Deadpool is shooting and sort of spinning around and reloading again at the same time, whatever, and, and then the, this is being shared as you know the MCU is back, and then the sort of the counter that people going yeah, but you didn't like it in the Marvels when it was sort of all fluid cameras and... and I uh, saw that. It was like they, they remembered that they can move the camera because it was, the, it was the, the cool bit where he's reloading the guns and shit. And yeah. then someone posted a bit of the fight scene from the Marvels where the camera is indeed moving yes. and whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People hate on, on the MCU for ridiculous reasons at this point. And yeah, it, it, it does annoy me. It's just like, yeah, I get, you know popular thing hate it and it is trendy to shit on it at the moment because it's in a fallow period yeah but you know yeah that's and i hate the people who are just like the mcu is back the mcu has always been there yeah (laughs) it's it's you know it's not let's not get carried away again why do we have to hype ourselves up and froth ourselves up in such a fucking frenzy it's so ridiculous. I do get fucking sick of the hype machine every time. I am incredibly excited about this movie, but like, let's let's just let's just keep it on the download. Let's not make grand sweeping statements like the MCU is back or this is going to save superhero movies mm. or this is you know. I mean, who the fuck knows at this point? I mean, it 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 is interesting that you do have people talking about superhero fatigue and then Deadpool being one of the most watched trailers ever or at least in a short period of time but then deadpool has crossover appeal people aren't necessarily going to it for the superhero stuff they're going because deadpool's funny yes we should try to go see that because i think we tried to go see the previous two together and just never have we saw the first one together 
Maybe we saw the second one together. Did we see the first one together? Yeah, we did. Yeah. Okay. It, it clearly meant a lot to you. I thought we didn't. I thought that I thought it was a film that you kind of stood me up on. I can't remember. <laughs> Never mind. What a ridiculous thing to try and get some emotional yeah, kind of pull some emotional. No, no, no. We we saw that we saw Deadpool together. Okay. Yeah, I think you're right. Yes. It was, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We didn't cinema. see Deadpool yeah. two together. You're right. Yeah, but we we will go and see we will go and see Deadpool and Wolverine together. Okay. The Twisters. I'll do it for themselves. Yeah. <laughs> Ready? Yeah. I mean, I have I have no real affection for Twister no. as a thing. So a sequel being just like they're back and there's more of them. Some, somehow the Twisters have returned. Well, yeah. I mean, basically, he's got Glenn Powell in it, and I do like him. Yes, yes. You're a big old Glenn Powell fan. I just, after Maverick, it, it is Maverick. Also, he's now I think. Have you watched any of the new Gladiators, the BBC series, the revival? Yeah. My absolute favourite in that is Legend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he kind of reminds me of him. Yeah. Yeah. Legend is is a is a, a preening uh pretty boy type yeah. character. It's nice to see myself I, represented on the screen again. Yeah, well but the thing is that's what I that's what I like about the new gladiators as well, is the fact that you know, it is that is pro wrestling right there. There are characters, yes, yeah, there yeah, have yeah. been characters like that. The the sort of the preening idiot who believes themselves to be like a work of art. Yeah. And you know, and it, it's yeah, it's great. And uh, and doesn't it become handy for like actually describing things? This is the thing. Like I, while I clearly love wrestling, I use a lot, a lot of analogies for it, but because it's, I think it's because it's simple storytelling. But it becomes very very easy to relate things to that. And I'm I'm glad you got a taste of that with the sort of gladiators thing now and the sort of the the, the sort of very simple character archetypes. Mm. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I like him too. I mean, you've got the you've got the, the classic heel of Viper, but Legend is is. And I like the fact he's he's actually grown into more of a heel yes. as the series yeah, has yeah, gone yeah. on yeah. as well. No, I, I mean, yeah. I'm enjoying the program, but he yeah, he he's by far the best. That's that's another recommendation slash slash observation is is the BBC's reboot of uh, Gladiators. Yeah, yeah, it's so known good. as American Gladiators in I can't remember what country. They've done a very very good job of it. It feels like you know it was a big thing in the nineties here. It feels like it hasn't been away. It it feels exactly the same, and it's still fun to watch people, you know, compete. Hmm. It's, it's super, super, super fun. Ministry of Ungentlemanly Warfare. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't wait for this fucking movie. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know anything about it, and then the trailer landed this month, and it looks fantastic. And a trailerized version of uh, another one bites the dust. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah which yeah, yeah. I'm, you know, like I'm, I am really, really sick of trailerized versions. I like, of things, I like but, it. But the trailerized version of another one bites the dust, it's a banger. Yeah. But then the song is so. But yeah, Henry Cavill being like unhinged and uh, Jack Reacher's in it. Yeah, and just Guy Ritchie. Uh, you haven't, you haven't seen. Uh, Operation Fortune? No, no, I meant to. Or anything. He's he's been kind of he's been this kind of looks like the same film that he's been doing as for. Did you see The Gentleman? No, again, I I do mean to. There's a series yeah. that comes to Netflix, I think. Mm. But it I I like this version of Guy Ritchie. It, I I 
didn't get on board really with I, I like Lockstock, but you know, like Rock and Roller, I didn't like very much. Um, yeah, I like Snatch is is pretty good. Mm, I like um, that's that's probably my favorite. All right, mm. Rob, but I think that that the sort of post Sherlock Holmes Guy Ritchie is my favorite version of Guy Ritchie, and and the stuff he's doing now is super fun. Aladdin, except Aladdin. <laughs> yes. Oh God, I forgot that he did that. Yeah, fuck that film. So the post-Aladdin guy reviews. Well, we're just ignoring Aladdin. Uh, what else? Trailers for Horizon American Saga, Part One. I saw, I saw that today. In fact, not the mm. film, the trailer. I, yeah, it it landed pretty uh, recently. Yeah, looks pretty cool. It looks it like a throwback kind yes, of it does. like yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, dances with wolves type thing. I think that's probably the. The sort of closest kind of thing, even though obviously different historical period. But Kevin Costner, he's he's at his best when he's doing stuff like this. And it's a passion project for him. Yeah, and you can you can see that hmm. you can see that as a thing. And you know, like it just it just looks really good. It just looks really fun. And I'm I'm looking forward to it. I you know love me a good western. Love me some kind of like formation of the United States yep. and and all that stuff. This is just part one. Yeah, Sign me up. Uh, part one is out in June, part two in August, and then parts three and four possibly next year. That's really cool. Yeah, I like yeah, the fact that yeah. we're we're playing with the sort of the film things more now, and it's not just it's not just streaming and whatever. We're actually kind of playing with the sort of release dates. Yeah, it looks it looks a lot of fun. It does. It does. I saw a trailer for Back to Black, the Amy Winehouse biopic, which has a trailerized version of Back to Black in it. And and how is that? I haven't. I saw the poster for it, but I haven't seen the trailer. It, it looks. Okay, it um it looks like a a, a music uh, sort of any sort of music biopic, I guess. Yeah, that is going to be very very sad. I wonder what kind of I wonder the role of the media in in that thing because you know when biopics kind of like actually come around a lot of the time the media because the film is part of the media telling the story it it tends to be softer on the thing but yeah. I think the media did fucking hound her. She had obviously had a ton of personal problems and everything, but. The media attention was next level, so we'll see. There was a proper trailer for Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Oh yes, there was. Yes, it's really cool. Hmm. Cannot wait. You should know by now if you're regular listeners that your boys are big old apes fans. Looks really cool. Just sign me up. I need it. Inject into my veins. There was a trailer for Wicked. That was one of the super oh, cool trailers. Yeah, I was utterly unmoved by that. Yeah, well, it's because it's a fucking musical without any music in it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I I read the book years ago and, and wasn't impressed with it. Ah, uh, you see, I haven't seen the musical, so I... I've not seen the musical, but I, I didn't enjoy the book. Um, I think the thing, you know, clearly there's something to it because it has run and run and run in, you know, mm. West End yeah, and all yeah. that for fucking years. And it's it's like an incredibly popular musical. I'm... I'm not a musical theatre guy, but I've heard of Wicked, you know? Mm. So clearly there's something to it, and clearly the soundtrack and everything is great. But we're doing the standard sort of, oh, you know, Crouching Tiger Hidden musical type thing. Yeah. It's a two-part film as well. It's like, why? All I needed from the trailer is just is to give me a blast of one of those excellent songs that I you know because I've not listened to any of the songs from Wicked I yeah. maybe know one of them by like Osmosis or whatever but it's just like you know show me 
what what is so special about it, but they don't. And yeah, it's just like, oh, it just looks like a rehashed Wizard of Oz to me, which it is, but it's just like then Ariana Grande has a hell of a voice, but she doesn't get to use it. Give me some fucking music in my musicals, please. I'm I'm getting sick of this. I don't like these stealth musicals. I mean, we talked about it before, but it seems it seems very very strange. And 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 you were unmoved by it. It just you know? yeah yeah it it didn't really grab me. I thought it looked a bit drab, which is strange considering it's meant to be you know in Oz with the sort of the Emerald City and stuff. It, I it, I don't know. I, it, yeah, it didn't. Nothing about it really intrigued me, if I'm honest. But then, but you think maybe having a bit of a big song and dance number, like an actual Hollywood staging, of yeah, that's, that's, yeah, probably that's shows shows justifies its existence. But then I, I can't re- really remember much of Oz the Great and Powerful. No, I can't. James Frank was in it. That's all I remember. Mila Kunis, I think, was in it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember much of it. Uh, what else we got? There was a trailer for Borderlands. Yes, yes. Based on the hit video game series. Uh, looking incredibly strange. A very, very strange cast lineup. Uh, I've never been the biggest fan of the Borderlands games. The gameplay is fine. It's a looter shooter type thing. I liked the aesthetic of it. You know, basically a sort of cell shaded Mad Max type deal. But the actual sort of like humor and whatever was very, very hit and miss for me. Some people love it. Like, it, it's the funniest thing in the world. Wasn't a huge fan. And, yeah, they're doing a film, and it looks very strange. It, it's definitely sort of, like, James Gunn-inspired, I think, their their take on the whole thing. You know, the, the sort of team of outlaws. Yeah, very odd. And I, it's fucking directed by Eli Roth. And it, it, but it doesn't say that at any point. It says from the producer of, like, Uncharted, Spider-Man and Venom. Yes, that was weird. And also, which Spider-Man? It d- doesn't say. I th- it's just an odd trailer, really. And it, it certainly kind of looks like the game a bit. And I'm sure, you know, I'm I'm familiar with some of the characters. And, and you know, Kevin Hart, the diminutive Kevin Hart being like Roland, who's meant to be this big, big guy, is a little strange. But then the entire cast is a little strange. Having Jack Black as Claptrap makes sense. But it could either be brilliant or complete shite. I don't think there's any middle ground for this. <laughs> I, I, I honestly think it's either going to be a bit of genius or just absolute trash. But that will sort of run and run and run and do really well. Who knows? Who knows? I mean, people are people love Borderlands. I mean, it does feel a little late capitalising on the on the Borderlands hype, but then you know, a good thing can revive that and people may love it all over again and this is exactly what they wanted to see. So uh, we'll wait and see with that one. I My hopes aren't particularly high for it, though, I must admit. But yeah, looks all right. I'll check it out, maybe, at some point. And the last one I have on here is Late Night with the Devil. Did you see this trailer? I have not seen or heard of that. No, I hadn't, but it's got David Desmalkian in it. And it's a 70s sort of TV show type thing, which things go horribly wrong and it unleashes evil into the into the world. It's like, do you remember that the UK had uh, the Ghost Watch thing? Yes. In my, the 90s? Yeah, the hoax, wasn't it? 
yeah, it was a hoax, but then people got legitimately scared because they portrayed it as real. And and it was yeah, it was a it was an entertainment program, but it was it was billed as a, something like more interactive, like Crime Watch or America's Most Wanted or something, where you could you know ring in and, and well, talk le- about legitimate uh, news like news presenters like uh, Michael Parkinson or factual presenters. <laughs> yeah, so it had it had an air of legitimacy. You can get yeah. it on DVD and stuff now, I think. But like the the thing is, it had it seemed like just a standard sort of that type of show, but it was actually a, a horror TV series dis- uh, like disguised as one of those things. This seems kind of like that, but sort of 70s inspired. And yeah, David Desmond is the sort of host. It looks really cool. It, it looks like it just could be fun. Like it, it's a it's a cool idea. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. But yeah, I hadn't hadn't heard about that at all. And I saw I saw a snippet of the trailer, I think, before a YouTube video. And while I skipped it with extreme prejudice, I was like, OK, I'll make a note of that. So, you know, then went on IMDb and saw David Desmarkin was in this thing. And I thought, OK, I'll, I'll check out the trailer in my own time. But then I had to skip a bunch of other fucking trailers to get to the trailer I wanted to see. I hate YouTube. Anyway, I got that out of my system now. So that was it in terms of trailers? Uh, yes, I think so. I don't have anything else. Excellent. News? Uh, there might be a new Oscars category in 2026. Fan favourite? Can, can yes, the Snyder yes. Cut bros... C- was it c- cinema, cinema history or whatever it was? Yeah, I mean, they'll, they'll struggle to top the moment where the flash ends the speed force. Good God. So embarrassing. Yeah, it's going to be for best achievement in casting. I mean, yeah, I it, I do think you know good casting can it is is a is a real skill, but hmm. it does feel like we should be getting some some stunt awards, doesn't oh, it? Oh yes, yes. It does feel like casting is like lower down on the list of things to officially recognise as. Well, I don't as know. I mean, it it it's a yeah, as you say, it's a skill. It, it's a it's a hell of a skill, and you know, I mean, fucking. I mean, Marvel are amazing at it. Mm. The people that they've got to to play these characters, you know, some of them are absolute home runs. You know, you can, but I don't think they've they've miscast like ever really. I, even even someone like people would say like Finn Jones for Iron Fist, but that was just people were disagreeing with the whole direction of it. He wasn't a bad Danny Rand. It was just you know people were kind of like expecting a more updated Iron Fist. Um, but yeah, the, you know, the, the actual, the actual kind of, you know, they've made some actors careers, but they, you know, like if you looked at Chris Evans's sort of like films before that, and he wouldn't be the most obvious choice for Captain America, would he? Uh, I suppose not. No, no. particularly yeah, Lucas yeah, Lee and yeah. And, and yet he embodies the whole Captain America thing so fucking well, you know? So yeah, no, casting is is absolutely important, but it does feel like why aren't we getting the stunts? There are people literally putting their lives on yes. the line. There's no yeah. casting director who who is risking paralysis or you know life changing injuries and whatever. Not that that makes it any less legitimate. It's just come on, stunt categories, please. For fuck's sake, these people are killing themselves to try and get attention. I'd heard somewhere that, that, that their, their reluctance is they worry it will kind of 
leads people in endangering themselves and, and being sort of to try and push it further and further and further. Well, like they don't do that already. Yeah, I know. It, no, it's it's such a ridiculous bullshit yeah, yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah. No, ludicrous. It's because they tend to be in popular movies, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that'll be. I think twenty twenty six is when that'll first be used. Coyote versus Acme. Yeah, is that is that ever coming out? Well, it's tried to be shut around, and people wouldn't pay the price they want. Warner Brothers wanted, so they said it's going to be shelved and deleted, which I thought was really cold. But yeah, well, it's, it's not just as, It's not like it's yeah. just locked in a vault somewhere. It's like deleted, is like removed from existence. You know, people have worked. Yeah. You know, worked on that. No, I, well, apparently, apparently, they were made some very handsome offers and just mm. refused. That there, there, there needs to be an investigation into into this thing because it seems skeevy as fuck. I think the Senate has said that in America that that, that, that there should be some sort of investigation. Well, that's why they shopped it around because they were kind of they were they were pressured to do that. But yeah. the fact is now it's now it's kind of like come to light that actually they they were made some some very decent deals reasonable deals and they balked at it and and just said no 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 we're not doing that uh because they could make more money for it just being a tax write-off it is it is fucking insane hmm. and i hate the fact that this movie like it sounds awesome but i mean it was it was there was a twitter campaign a couple of days ago about releasing coyote versus acme not that zaslav will pay any fucking attention to that but like it's. I I hope it gets released. Oh, I hope it gets leaked on the internet because at least then. But I think with being deleted, that's the chances that are you know very very slim. Well, apparently though, this is the thing. Apparently, because I was I was reading some of this because I was looking at the uh, the hashtag on on Twitter, and there were people saying that actually copies of the film were sent out to merchandisers and everything because these things get sent to people making merchandise like mm. quite early on and so they might actually have full copies of the film and they wouldn't be watermarked or anything so it you wouldn't necessarily you wouldn't have this sort of easy traceability of like oh okay it was that sort of thing so they wouldn't necessarily be endangering their jobs it may leak online and i hope it does and then I hope Warner Brothers goes, oh, well, fuck it, fine. And we'll just release it or we'll just we'll put it on streaming or we'll create a Blu-ray or something and just try and get some money back because the cat's out of the bag now. Like, it, it just, it, I, I hate this. I hate this as a thing. I hate this is, this is just that we, we won't see the Batgirl movie and we might not see this. It's just like, it, it's such a horrible state of affairs. And it's frustrating. It's like I pay good money to go and see Coyote versus Acme. It sounds great, hmm. you know. Talking of Warner Brothers, this happened today that they're halting the planned merger with Paramount. That okay. is not happening anymore, apparently. Is that a competition thing? Or... I I don't think so. I think it's Warner Brothers just being fucking weird. Uh, I mean, I'm against huge corporations merging anyway. I, I hate that thing. We're just going to end up with the Wally universe. We're just going to have by and large that do everything. Yeah. But yeah, it, it seems, it seems there is something very, very strange going on at Warner brothers at the moment, but I'm, I'm, I'm glad that that has at least stalled for now because, uh, yeah, I, I don't like these, these corporations just becoming bigger and bigger and bigger. It is scary. They just get so much power. So, 
So yeah. Carl Weathers. We lost Carl Weathers. Oh yeah. I was very sad about that. I like Carl Weathers a lot. Sucks. Uh, but we do have a, a legacy of work that is it's kind of hard to top when you've been in Predator and Rocky and Star Wars and Arrested Development and Action Jackson. It, it's like you're fucking immortal at that point. While it's a damn shame that he's gone, he was motherfucking Apollo Creed. He taught us how to get a stew going. I, that One of my favorite actors playing themselves in, in a sitcom is Carl Weathers. In Arrested Development. I love it. Yeah. I love it. And he was great in The Mandalorian as well. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sucks, but hey, he got to live his life as Carl Weathers, so it's pretty good going. You, I assume, heard about the Mary Poppins stuff? That it's been regraded or reclassified as a PG because there's a uh, racially insensitive word. I didn't know this was the thing. I... I I've seen Mary Poppins many, many times. I didn't even pick up on the animal saying it. No, I didn't either. But it's like a blackface gag, basically. It's it's because the the kid's covered in soot. Although he's, apparently he says it twice. Yeah, it's it's never something that stood out for me. But yeah, yeah. But you know, it, it the the news story itself was a sort of gammon seeking missile because <laughs> it was clearly. It's just, it's easy, it's easy rage bait, isn't it? It's just yeah. the people who have grown up with Mary Poppins and it's this, it feeds into the whole thing of, oh, society's getting too woke, you know, and and all this stuff. What it actually is, is a very simple thing of it is being re-released for its 60th anniversary. And so in order for it to be exhibited in modern cinemas it has to be looked at again by the bbfc and they've given it a pg because of yeah some racially insensitive kind of things it's only a brief thing but i would much rather have them keep that in and not censor it because that would be easily you could easily cut it out and it'd be absolutely fine um but i'm i'm glad they're keeping it in and just saying well you know parental guidance just just you know don't let your kids repeat that bit. I mean, as I said, it never stood out to me as a thing, no, but then right, no. that's not my racial background. <laughs> you know, if if I have if I've if I've come from Africa, if I have if I have African family or whatever, I might be a little bit more sensitive to racial slurs like that. You know, I and to be honest, you know, a lot of people were like, oh, it's the Streisand effect. It's them making a big deal uh, over nothing. They shouldn't have thing. But I think it spreads awareness of the whole thing. I now know. I mean, not that I was going to fucking use it in common conversation anyway, but I now know about that. I know the, the sort of context of that. And I can understand why it's bad. That's that's good. You want to educate people. You know, I, I, I see this as as a complete non-story really there are there are films that are reclassified all the time um you know i think fight club we talked before about that being downgraded from an 18 to a 15 and and in numerous things like that it 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 seems very it it, it just seems like a story just to get people upset and lo and behold i checked you know facebook and twitter and and there were people just talking about, oh, you know, bloody Mary Poppins. You know, you can't say anything. They're coming off to Mary Poppins now. And it's just like, you've been fucking played. Don't buy into this crap anymore. There's not a culture war going on. That disassociation you're feeling is because you're getting old and you will die soon. Accept it and move on. 
Get in the fucking box, you old codger fuck. But I really like Mary Poppins. How's your motivational speaking going? <laughs> very, very well. But <laughs> but you know what I mean? I just get I I get so fucking everything has to be a culture war now, and and it's just it it it's such it was such an obvious plant story just to get people upset because Mary Poppins is that sort of wholesome ideal but you know many generations mm. have grown up with that they've shown their kids that so when you have old oh, society is now deeming this to be wrong and you know and it's it was like the Roald Dahl story you know stories oh they're yeah, being yeah. edited and, and whatever like it's just to get people upset you know the BBC reclassifies stuff all the time yeah it's 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 a non-story but but it's enough to get a certain demographic of people getting themselves into a lather about nothing. And it's, it, I hate it. And I hate that we have to comment on it because this is adding to the fucking echo chamber of the whole thing. But, echo. you know, great. It's great stuff, man. Thank you for your insight. Moana 2 is being released this year, which surprised everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Lin Manuel Miranda isn't doing the songs. And the original cast haven't a sort of negotiating whether they're going to come back or not because this is going to be a TV program on Disney Plus but instead it's, going to, it's been repurposed as a film yeah a little odd it is it, and it doesn't fill me with great hope if mine because I love the Moana film it's a top tier Disney yeah yeah it is it is it's great I oh, will see it could be could just be a bit of harmless fun but it, it, a stealth announcement and and you know surprise kind of ooh check this out yeah. this is coming this year is cool but then as you said once you find more more out about it you're just like mm, yeah I'm I'm less excited now so as always we'll see but yeah it didn't fill me with hope either I I really like Moana but I was like okay well we'll see we'll see how that goes we'll see how far it goes nice um, Sam Raimi. Nope, not Sam Raimi. Who directed the Bond films that were good? Skyfall. Sam Mendes. Sam Mendes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Sam Raimi is the Evil Dead yeah. Spider-Man guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, Sam Mendes is going to direct four Beatles films, one for each Beatle. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people making the same sort of Ringo joke that they would just do the three and forget about Ringo. Okay. Which is unfair. I don't know whether they'll do like a team-up in the end. So to, oh, I mean, maybe. To do like a fifth one, but... What, Nick Fury? Yes, out. yeah. I saw somewhat... I'm here to talk to you about the Sergeant Pepper initiative. <laughs> uh, I think it might have been Chris Hewitt of Empire on Twitter saying that um, it might be more interesting if you gave them to four different directors. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But yeah, that would be more interesting, actually. I mean, Sam Mendes is a great filmmaker, but it's just like... Yeah, I, I want to I, and get a director that suits this that style of Beatle, hmm. you know. Yeah, actually, that's a very good point. Yep. Uh, I've got two more bits of news. Okay, I think I'm pretty much done. Uh, there. Okay, well, Gareth Edwards is is, is doing Jurassic World. We oh, talked yes, about, a yes. bit about they're doing that, but he's he's uh, he's doing that now, so. I mean, the guy who made Monsters and Godzilla, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm down for that. But it, 
it does feel i mean we did a whole uh, jurassic park jurassic world thing and i found it thoroughly depressing by the end whether we can breathe new life into this thing he's certainly he's like he's got the chops for it for damn sure monsters and, and godzilla have, have some of the best uses of sort of like scale when it comes mm. to to showing giant monsters and things like that so i can he's a perfect choice for a thing but do we didn't we say all we needed to say with the jurassic world trilogy but uh apparently not because dominion still made a billion dollars so so that's where we are but just because it's obligated doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be bad and and certainly having a filmmaker of that caliber rather than some guy is uh bold we'll see we'll see but I'm my expectations are incredibly low, as I imagine most people's are. I mean, I, I can't imagine like watching the Jurassic World movies and going like, "Great, can't wait to see what they do next." But you know, I don't know. People are stupid. And the last bit of news that I've got is that Sony are taking over Disney physical media Hooray. type things. Physical That's media. what they're doing. Yes, Hooray yes, I saw physical that. Media. I saw that. Yeah. Which is cool because Disney were kind of like getting out of the whole physical media game. It means that they're stopping the Disney movie club thing and rewards, but it does mean that Sony are actually kind of pretty effective at, and efficient at getting shit out there. So we might not get the sort of crappy Disney vault stuff. Now we might actually get like 4K editions of things that they were just holding back. Yeah, physical media does seem to be in a, in a real transition period right now. And uh, we at the Shelf Preservation Society uh, are keeping a close eye on it because I love my film collection. It, it brings me it brings me utter joy. It is uh, it is. I, I, yeah, I just like building a film collection, mm. just like anything else. It's just it's fun. I got some absolute bangers in there now. So yeah. So we'll see. We'll see about physical media, but I'm going to continue supporting it as much as I can. And I hope you do at home. So, yeah, that is it. Is that is that everything? Because we did it kind of ask backwards. So the recommendations and observations were at the beginning. Uh, but that was the chosen news. Yes, I think so. Oh, there's going, to be, a new, there's going to be a new Predator film directed by Dan Trachtenberg, which is going to be called Badlands. Oh yeah, well, Prey was fucking awesome. Yeah, In yeah, fact, yeah. we did a whole episode on Prey, so and we sh we should do the Predator movies as well with Prey as like as part of it as well. Cool. I mean, again, it's just like I mean, there's there's a new is it an Alien series or whatever like Alien Aliens and and Predator and everything. They're still going on, but it's just like yeah, I'm glad that that they they saw Prey, they saw the reaction to it, and they're just like okay, give him more stuff to do, please. And, and they've done it. So, yeah. Could be a lot of fun. Looking forward to it. Yeah, me too. Excellent. Okay. Should we call it it? Yeah. Yeah, let's... let's uh, sorry, I was just coughing my guts up there. Okay. Um, You've held it remarkably well. That's if this... Well, I've, as I said, I've been doing the push-to-talk thing, so I've been just... Take my finger off the space bar, I've been coughing and hacking, and then coming back in. So yeah, 
Yes, don't get ill, kids. It's bad. And if you are ill, I'm sorry to hear that. What the fuck am I talking about? See, this is the problem. I, I know. And if, if uh, I tried to end it and then you talked over me and carried on. I know. I know. Uh, sorry to everyone. I'm not sorry, Rob. This is just something you have to put up with. You continue to choose to do a podcast with me. That's it for this week. Thank you very much for your time and thank you for listening. We'd love to have your feedback. Please email podcast at thepopcornbucket.com. You can find us on Instagram at popcornbucketpod or on threads at popcornbucketpod or on Twitter at popcornbucketpd. Thank you so much to Lawrence Owen of Longcap Media for the theme music. If you're able to, it'd be great if you can rate the episode wherever you listen to your podcast and subscribe and share. Many thanks. Take care and see you next episode. What he said.